HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This piece was brought to you by Roberta's. Roberta'spizza.com. I'm Dave Arnold, host of Cooking Issues. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. We talk about food. We talk about music. With musical dudes. Finger on the pulse. Snacky tunes. How could I tell you all I've done since June 4th? Tell you there's a girl out west And another one way up where it makes me feel slow That I always have a place to go What would you say if I don't want to be your friend? How am I beginning when we just came to a place I thought I'd never have known? I'd never have to know So I hope to get this song on the radio And I hope you hear this song on the radio I wish that I could tell you I was with someone just last night Tell you, but the last thing that I wanna do is end up putting both of us. And you say this makes us grow. When is the right time to express my feelings true? How I think you want your cake and that you wanna eat it just the way you like it. So I'm smiling just for show And I hope to get this song on the radio And I hope you hear this song on the radio You used to say you'd move away if we ever did break it off Now I'll call you the candle and honey You can call me, please don't call me Because I cannot say no How can I inquire of your 
time and then your choice I'd love to scream and shout But I'd so hate to lose my mind again As it seems to come and go So I hope that you turn on our old radio And I hope you hear this song on the radio Cause I won't be telling you on the telephone And I will not face your face It's the only place we both will know It's on the radio On the radio On the radio Snacky Tunes. I am one half your host, Aaron Bresnitz. That was just me, we, La Lupa, who will be coming up live in the studio in Brooklyn later in the afternoon, but we are now sitting in the sunny depths of California with Courtney Nichols. Welcome to Snacky Tunes. Thanks, Darren. Um, so you are the founder? I am. You are the main party goer? I am. The main oyster shucker? I am. Of Disco Dining Club? Indeed. Um... <laughs> So when we came across this, we were like, there is no way we cannot have you on as a guest. Amazing. Um, who are you? How'd you get started? Well, my background is mostly in um, music and fashion and all the arts, the interdisciplinary arts. And about a year ago, or I guess we're coming up right now on the one year anniversary, I posted a very humble post on Facebook asking if my friends would be interested in just convening and talking about disco over oysters. Sure. As one does. As one does. As and one does. the response was overwhelming. I would say about 250 people responded to this very humble Facebook post. And I initially was like, oh, well, maybe there's something there. I feel like you put in two of the most like amazing trigger words, which is like disco oysters. Exactly. Let's go. Exactly. And I happen to come from a group of friends that that is pretty much all they surround their lives with are oysters and disco. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Exactly. So you had the first meeting. What was that first meeting? Like, who went? It was all friends. It was actually at Cliff's Edge in Silver Lake. Right down the street. Right down the street. Uh, so actually took place as I had originally proposed at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though that was a complete success, I felt like I didn't have enough freedom when it came to really this idea of excess. Okay. 
Um, and we all know that you need when you're one excess, you need access. To exactly, exactly. Also, I mean, their stories are just endless of what has happened at Disco Dining Club. But the first time around at Cliff's Edge, I only had one DJ, and I now have two, three, four because the first time around, my DJ had food poisoning from three days prior. From oysters? Not from oysters. Actually, he's vegan. Strange side well, note. You know, <laughs> some people argue that oysters are vegan. Really? Yes. Because they're oh. grown like, they're harvested and grown like plants. Oh, right. I need to say that more often. Yeah. You could, okay, don't, I mean, like, don't quote me on it. I won't it, quote you. But, like, some people argue that oysters are vegan. I'll find a credible news source that talked about it. I'll, I'll quote that. Yeah, quote that. <laughs> Uh, so you had the first... I had my first, and uh, it went from pretty much zero to 100 overnight. Between the first one at Cliff's Edge, I immediately moved it to a production studio uh, on Glendale Boulevard, and up the ante, really unlimited oysters. Uh, we go through about 750 oysters per event. So where do you get your oysters from? Shucks Oysters. They're based out of Atwater Village. Shout out. Shout out to Shucks. Shucks is magnificent. Uh, I found that every time I've worked with a seafood provider, they are very joyful. I think that giving up your life in an office or a cubicle for a life of crustaceans does people quite well. Now, these aren't local, though, are they? They're not local, no. They're from Washington. Yeah, they're not a lot of local L.A. oysters. No, no, L.A. River oysters. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> those, those would have to work overtime to, like, filter out that nastiness. Oh, completely. So, what is it about... So, you have your first one. Yes. You op- oh, The next one, the next day. When, was it, like, in that first night, did you realize that you had something? And the response from friends afterward, and also just the buzz... From online, even though I didn't really promote it to people outside of my friend group, people were tapping into because dining club, you know, underground supper clubs are obviously very large, so people just saw dining club somewhere online, and then you sure. add disco to the aesthetic. But I pretty much created a party that I wanted to attend. I've been on infinite dance floors and thought to myself, if only I had an oyster right now, and maybe a foie gras profiterole. Yes. Yes, I mean, who hasn't had? I mean, there is that thing where you, I feel like you, you're dancing, you have some champagne, you need like a salt shot to like get back in the game for those electrolytes and things like that. Precisely. Yes. Um, so what was the next iteration like? It was at a studio called iBoogie Studios, which is near Cliff's Edge, Silver Lake area, and we brought in three DJs, live performance elements, we had a live trumpet player, we had a burlesque artist, we had the Unlimited Oysters. We collaborated with the chef, uh, the guy who opened Beer Vessel downtown. Mm, yeah, yeah. And it was just generic disco dining club on steroids. Since then, we've tapped into different themes within disco to create more of the Talking aesthetic. Talking these things. What's been your... What, what worked and what didn't work? Mm. Uh, interesting. Well, we've done Italo disco. Okay. Cosmic disco. Sure. And bathhouse disco. Okay. Bathhouse Disco was, I think the the promotional tools for something that's bathhouse theme are better than the actual execution. Yeah, because then what, everyone's just like, they're sort of like in like robes or like skimpiness. Exactly, and we had an excessive amount of dry ice, which looks really good until it melts. Right. And then it's just a puddle. Right. We had a lot of puddles by 3 a.m. A lot of puddles by 3 a.m. <laughs> yes. And not, not just the dry ice. Exactly. Um, so your background in music, does that ever, what did you do before you did this? I helped curate a TV station online that was for electronic music. Okay. And then I 
also had a blog at the time where I wrote about mostly electronic music. That's always been my focus, mm -hmm. uh, especially with European artists coming to the American sure. market. Uh, and vinyl artists, I think that's just, it's sort of redundant to say vinyl artists, but just people coming in from usually that scene within sure. Europe. And then I dabbled while starting this Disco Dine Club, I dabbled in law school. No longer in law school. No longer in law school. But it was very important to take those classes. I think it helped me build the brand. So in the LA scene, uh, from both, I guess, the food scene and the music nightlife scene, where do you see this party fitting? Well, it's definitely the intersection of all arts and culture, which I think is really prevalent right now within the scene. I don't think that people can just be music people and just be food people or just be high art people. Sure. I think that there's definitely intersection. And also the combination of highbrow and lowbrow is just so important. Do, then isn't that situation disco lowbrow? Disco is lowbrow, and then you bring in the highbrow element of good cuisine. Sure. So... I get that. So you have the oysters, but then you mentioned like foie gras for prefer rolls. Yes. Um, what other uh, type of food do you have and does that change? It does. We've uh, actually collaborated with a different chef each dinner with the exception of we did a Disco Dine Club Berlin in late June and we brought in those chefs to do our last dinner. So those guys we collaborated with twice. Amazing. And they are incredible. They're called Wild and Vice. They do pop-up undergrounds in Berlin. And most of the food, actually for the first... Five or so dinners, it was sit-down arrangement. So I like to play with table settings, putting X's with X's, enemies with enemies, friends with friends. Oh, oh, oh. I went X's with X's. I was like, what, like cross tables? Oh, God, totally. No. <laughs> you know, just create drama at, at the play setting. And since then, we've transformed it so it's now passed-around food. No. It, uh, it, 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 all passed-around food. And now how many people is it per party? 150. Wow. So, any love stories coming out of this? Do you have any people who met? Now that you're coming up on the one-year anniversary, I mean, there's been enough time for people to see someone at one party, come to the next party. Well, I don't know. If and oysters and disco, I mean. Hey, aphrodisiacs. Uh, I don't know if love is the right word, but I did start three dinners ago making Disco Dine Club branded condoms because there were a lot of hookups happening afterward. And just any uh, dining club, disco dining club babies? Not yet. Not yet. But we're only at, tw you know, you give me another nine months, probably. Um, so, so the people, is it a constant crowd that comes back? Like, or is it people there? Is it new people every time? Like, what, what have you seen as you start something new, which is, that has, like, now been established, which is one of the toughest things to do? You know, is it just one and done, or do you have a constant crowd of people? I try to have about 75%, 60-75% my friends, and mm -hmm. then bring in new people from the public just for new blood. And also because I've had such luck with when I do bring in new people, they have become subsequent friends. Mm. So I, I like this idea of, yeah, just new blood, fresh faces. New blood, fresh faces. Fresh, fresh, fresh faces. Fresh faces. Um, and is there any ritual for yourself before you get ready for each one? Like, how do you do prepare? I see the new hair. I do do the new hair. I have a, uh, me just manically running around, breaking out in a sweat. I remember once I was so stressed out and sweaty that I couldn't put on my tights that I needed for this outfit because it was see-through. And I had two people helping me put on my tights in the back room. I'm frazzled. I'm one of those people that needs to have my hands in everything at the event. So I, I'm not a hands-off person. Awesome. Well, listen, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to talk about the one-year anniversary, Perfect. the party, the planning, the everything. The recovery? The, the recovery. 
Uh, we have a song coming up from Dragonette called Pick Up the Phone live here on Snacky Tunes. Come on, cherry, cherry, still, that's not the beginning. <laughs> Dragonette, 
I remember oh, God, they've been they've been in my life for a while. You're a fan of Dragon Ed. I am. Yeah, I remember having their actual CD. Oh yes, that is. Uh, I feel like it was pink. Is, is is like a CD only uh, DJ the same thing as like the vinyl only DJ? Oh, that right, you one, day. one day. I'm waiting for the cassettes. To be the next wave. There's there's a couple of cassette DJs, like Cassette State from Africa, I think. That's oh, of course. Yes, I've seen them a couple times. I yeah. should know better. Um, but I think that's really, really tough. Really tough. Really tough. Yes. Um, we have Courtney Nichols here from Disco Dining Club. One year anniversary, coming up. Indeed. It will have happened by the time this show is aired. Yes. Um, and it is just exciting. It is. I'm thankful that you're not interviewing me the day after. I mean, that would have been punishment. Because that, <laughs> yes. that's when this will air. I know. It's the day after. And I was like, I was like, she probably will not be Oh no. ready. No. I don't sleep, usually, for that night. I mean, it's just so adrenaline-based. And then I end up having to do cleanup the next day. It's, it's rough. So take me through... I mean, listen, we can give away all the surprises. Exactly. Because this is airing after... Um, What's going to happen? Well, it's definitely Disco Dining Club on crack. Uh, I every, every little thought or inkling that I had, I went with it. So at the get-go, we have the Unlimited Oyster Bar. We have our mixologist. We have different performance aspects. So we have the Bob Baker marionettes coming in and performing with their yeah. disco puppets. It's pretty extraordinary. I didn't know they had disco puppets. They do. I've only seen them in one performance I've seen there, and we actually went and filmed at the theater for a promo video. It's pretty stellar. And then I have a burlesque artist coming in, and I have uh, multiple friends of mine who are voguers just posing throughout the night on different stages. Uh, We have cotton candy being served during the Bob Baker performance, because why not? And they give ice cream at the end of usually the puppet performances. So I want something within that realm but ice cream doesn't have the same look and feel to it. And then we have four DJs, one from Berlin, two local, and then one from Orlando, Florida, of all places. Orlando, Florida. Yeah. Disco hub. And it uh, goes all night. Goes all night. <laughs> goes all night. Orlando? Apparently, Orlando goes all night. I had no idea. Um, what type of food outside of oysters? What can people expect? Uh, we are collaborating with a underground supper club here called Recreo, and it's 10 courses being passed around. Uh, for instance, as I actually mentioned before, we have foie gras profiteroles with elderflower caramel on mm. them. Uh, they're actually making a disco ball chocolate truffle. And these are just the sweet items. Is it going to be all, is it going to be shimmery? Yeah, it is. Wow. Yeah. When in doubt, edible glitter. Uh, and oh, then... Yeah. We have an uni and London broil dish. We have, gosh, Pinot Noir compressed champagne on one of the dishes. It's literally the very essence of decadent. So decadent. So decadent, yeah. Is there a theme other than one year? Uh, Literally, the theme is just 12 months, one year of consuming everything. Uh, Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Dress code, what are we talking it's funny because I get emails constantly asking about dress code. And I don't exactly know how to respond because I, mean, I don't want to say. Up, yeah, right. And like t-shirt or jeans and come as you are. It's sort of built into the people that would go to something called Disco Dining Club. You know, people wouldn't sure. necessarily show up in jeans and t-shirt. However, I've had somebody show up in a tux with 
top hat and tails, and I also had a guy show up in a thong once. So that's it's the full it's spectrum. The full spectrum, the full yes. range, but nothing in the middle. That's what I'm saying. It has to be one or the other. Right. Yeah. I feel like if you put on a circle, those two are probably standing next to each exactly. other. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um. So the future of disco dining club. Yes. One year down. You're gonna blow it out tomorrow night. You're going to recover on Sunday. Mm-hmm. What's Monday? Where do you see? Is there? Are you going to expand to cities? Are you looking for charity? Or like, what are you going to do? We're looking for charity. Uh, of course, something more local for now, just because we built such a... Uh, and by I say looking for charity, it's like you will take proceeds to give to charity. Exactly. Not yeah. looking for handouts yeah, ex- or yourself. Right, exactly. right, right. <laughs> uh, that, and then we're also going to definitely start expanding into other cities. Uh we're most likely doing a San Francisco edition mm. in March, New York in May, and then I want to personally return to Berlin in June and do another one there. Don't we all want to return to Berlin I know, in the summer? I know. <laughs> um, well, this is great. Um, I want to make sure that people get all of your information. Of course. Uh, where to go? Are there tickets still available? There are no tickets well, still available. It doesn't matter. Oh it yeah, it's happened. over. Mm, yes. but it's sold out. But and where can people go to get tickets and things like that? If they go to discodiningclub.com, you can sign up for our mailing list, or you can email me directly at Courtney C O U R T N E Y N at discodiningclub.com. Now, before I go, what is your favorite? I would say, well, go East Coast, West Coast Oyster, and your favorite song to pair with them. Oh, wow. So, let's see. My favorite disco artist is Stephanie Mills. So, let's go with a Stephanie Mills track with a Kumamoto Oyster. Okay. Let's do that. And with a side of just gin on the rocks. Oof. That sounds good right now. That sounds pretty good. Is it gin hour yet? (laughs) And I'm sorry, I forgot one last question. Oh, yeah. What does it look like when you get in? We didn't even talk about the decor. Oh, the decor. Well, this time around, because it's consuming everything, our uh, general aesthetic is neon lips everywhere. Mm. Um, A lot of them biting down on the word consume. So those are going to be everywhere. Chandeliers. Actually, the funny side note is that we tend not to have a disco ball. Sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. We sort of replace the disco ball with our love of the oyster shell. Interesting. It's our new beacon of excess. What do you do with those shells? Do you recycle them? Recycle them. And actually, we have repurposed them into little takeaways for our guests, where we paint the inside gold, put our logo, and put them stacked on pearls. Amazing. Yeah. (laughs) Amazing. Well, listen, have a blast. Thank you. I appreciate it. I wish I could be there. Yeah, same. Next time. Next time, I will be there. Or and in the future, I wish I will I would have had been there. Exactly. And uh, I think you just got to save a bunch of brine for the morning after, because I think that that that's probably the best uh, recovery. Great. Uh, all right, we got a track up from Bad Girlfriend called True Blue here on Snacky Tunes.
Welcome back to Snacky Tunes. Uh, in the studio with us today, we have Miwi La Lupa coming at you live. Miwi, thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me. Uh, you know, I, I, I didn't know your name when I reached out, but then when I saw you, I know your face because I've seen you in so many backing bands. Um, how did that career kind of begin as being like a go-to guy for like some of like the biggest names? I mean, you've done stuff with like David Byrne, St. Vincent, LP, uh, Frante, Fela, like, honestly, like the who's who list of like, tor- when they get ensembles. How did that come about? Um, just kind of hustling around the city with a, with a horn or a bass guitar or just having, and also having several friends, um, I guess, involved with some of the different bands like the Bap Kings and... Uh, we're former guests on the show. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. I, <laughs> tell me, tell me I, where, where did it be? Like, where did it begin? Because I feel there's roots of being like, you know, a lot of the people who come on the show are like bands and they just bands the fourth row. And you are your own songwriter, but there's also like this other career that we don't normally get to talk to of like the kind of like ensemble musician. So like, where does that start? That starts by, I guess, playing in some bands at like a band like Biondo, a good friend of mine, Eric Biondo. Mm-hmm. He played for many years and and just started playing again in Antibalis. So a lot of the Antibalis, you know, I had befriended Antibalis maybe 10 years ago and started playing a little bit with them. And, uh, you know, I guess it just takes one friend to, to recommend you for another gig when someone needs a, a horn player or a, or a, a bass player or a singer um, and then you know every gig you go on, you meet someone new, and they're like, "Oh, you played really well, and you like showed up on time, and you were prepared." So next time you I need the songs, you knew the songs. So next time I need something like that, then you know I'm, I might call you. So that turns into the occasional recording session for uh, you know for for David Byrne, that David Byrne and Saint Vincent record, and which is one of my all time favorites. Yeah, I, the, the tour was amazing too. I didn't get to. I had some friends on that played the tour, but yeah. I, you know they never sent me my copy of that record. So. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> apologies, apologies. But it was it was fun to record. That I just did one song. They had a, a lot of different uh, uh, brass band kind of mm-hmm. brass groups going, and I played on the track with. It was like a mixture of the Dap Kings horns and Antibalas horns and me. So, I mean, you're in here today with a guitar, um, but is there a particular instrument that? Um, well, listen on the instruments that you that you play. Well, um, well mostly guitar, uh, bass, trumpet. I've, I haven't been playing so much in the last few years, but bass, trumpet, and trombone, so kind of low brass. Uh, bass guitar, which is maybe my favorite instrument mm. to play, and uh, occasionally keyboards. You know, well, I played on the the Fela Broadway show keyboards because AJ wrote that into his part. So trombone and keyboards, I had to play. And then I and then I played when we went to Australia. Maybe it was earlier this year. I played bass in that too. So is there um, an instrument like everyone says like it's always hard to find like a good bassist and good drummer in a band? Mm. Is there a particular instrument that you feel like is your kind of like secret weapon because it's hard to find like that particular? Weapon uh, that uh, instrument for ensembles. It depends on who you talk to. Yeah. What is my secret weapon? Some, I mean, some people only know me as a horn player mm. or 
and some people only know me as a, a singer and songwriter, you right. know? So I think the secret weapon might be, I don't know, maybe maybe the electric bass because I'm not that technically skilled at it. So I, I, a lot of, I guess a lot of like rock bands and singer songwriter people want a bass player who doesn't want a rhythm section that doesn't really play too busy. They just want to have a nice groove and that's all I can do so uh, <laughs> you're like I got I got one thing I do it real you know, well you know I, I hope you like this yeah. um, well, why, why don't we hear a song okay what are you gonna play for us this I think I'll start with um, with a song I have a record coming out in March and this particular song is not is not on the record okay <laughs> and it's it's what it might you might hear it later because we recorded it for the record, but it's one of maybe one of the B sides. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's called Five Months In. Okay. It has to do with moving to a big city and then leaving the big city for whatever reason. Okay. Um, live on Snacky Tunes. Some folks move to the city for anonymity. Other folks to spread their wings to see and to be seen. When the money gets tight, the city lights don't shine and lose their all. When your luck returns, the hole that burns don't seem so bad at all, bad at all. Just a couple of drinks, you start to think of your old man sitting at home. Call him up but no answer And you hope he's not alone You broke his heart when you started off For a love and a lifelong dream but Five months in this big old city Turns cold and hard and mean It turns cold and hard and mean No small amount in your bank account You work for months on end Come April 1st, you pack your truck and north with your best friend By the time you hit Virginia, making plans for Friday night Maryland seems welcoming, you stop for a roadside bite by a light You trade it in your country use for the urban gray and black Across the breeze called Washington, no plans on looking back. Your first time there in Union Square, you think you found your scene. Five months in this big old city, it's cold and hard and mean. It turns cold and hard and mean. Country hues for the urban gray and black. Across the bridge called Washington, no plans on looking back. The first time there in Union Square, you think you found your scene. Five months in this big old city, it's cold and hard and mean. It turns cold and hard to me. 
Change your name to some alias and hope we'd all comply. They grabbed your keys, rushed off to work before your painting dried. Your writing only dwindled and your cello stayed in the dark. You advertised with all your pride, your first night tending bar, tending bar. Now she's sleeping straight till Tuesday, still wearing Sunday's best. She's blowing off commitments, friends are worried half to death. Come home, little Susie, cause your father's dying, please. The farm is yours in that big old city, turn cold. The heart and me. It turned cold and hard to me. Turn cold and hard and mean. Turn cold and hard and mean. So, touring with all those ensembles, how do you feel that's influenced your own songwriting? Or has it? I'm not sure it has. Okay. Um, Is it more like a more like a church and state type of separation, like? This is the music you get hired to play, and then this is the music that you write? No, uh, I, I shouldn't say it. I, I'm not, I guess I should say I'm not sure in which ways it has. Okay. Because if you're touring with the... If you're playing Fela's music, you're listening to his songs and his messages and playing them on different instruments or whatever. Uh, but as a singer, you're you know, kind of getting in tune to what lyrically he's talking about, and so... Some of the songs in my next record, are, you know, kind of feel emboldened. For example, from Fela to speak about more political things or, you know, social commentary. Um, so that's one way that you can be. Oh, interesting. So like the lyrics and the messages of the music, maybe less the music, but like what they're saying has kind of expanded you. Sure, sure. And what was it about uh, Fela's music or what was it, words that like gave you the confidence to speak up or speak out that you might not have otherwise had before? Well, part of this, his story, I guess, <laughs> that he kept going, he, even after getting his butt kicked so many times by like, the, <laughs> the police and the government, he you couldn't he, you know he couldn't stop singing about what he saw was was wrong you know for his you know for everybody you know not just the people in his own country but like all of Africa and the, and the world you know kind of capitalism etc etc so but, what of what of those um, maybe not those particular um, messages but what messages have you seen in your own life that that is now like kind of come into your your new work um I, I I don't know maybe kind of speaking out against uh, you know capitalism and what's I mean you see it right here in New York City you know the more you know the more money you have the, <laughs> I guess now the the closer you can live to Manhattan, right? Besides, like, you know, getting pushed out to East New York and and beyond, you know. I think I heard they were building like a new like, little colony out in the ocean somewhere, so people <laughs> can have an a affordable place to live. Is that true? <laughs> they're, they're like building like another like garbage island so that. Oh, I have no, no idea. I'm, I'm, <laughs> that's a joke. <laughs> 
I was like, oh, you kept saying, I was like, yeah, that instance sounds about right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then, like, yeah, but it's like, Garbage Island's like super nice, though. Like, yeah. bad name, but like, really, it's super nice. Oh, uh, yeah. It's like Iceland, you know? Yeah. Uh, Iceland and Garbage Island. Um, why don't we hear another song? Sure. Uh, what's this one called? This one, um, oh, okay. So, this one is, uh, this is called The Bright Side, and this one, I'm actually in town to finish a new record and, um, kind of a mixtape style we'll put out on our own hopefully and then as soon as it's done kind of thing and this is called The Bright Side speaking about uh, you know people getting in trouble for um, having little bits of uh, marijuana okay. on them which I think is silly If you're facing the judge with a fistful of drugs All accomplices fled from your sight The responsible one feels the wrath takes the brunt of it all With a false sense of pride The papers all follow you from town to town your exes all forward the mail For 36 moons, little food on her plate She's an outlaw in the salty state If you're still up at dawn Feeling trashed like a pawn in a game All the animals play Light a candle to pray Light the bowl and relate To the wild ones The witches and slaves She fought for a freedom That doesn't exist What's wrong with these people? She cried Just four years ago When her case is dismissed We'll drive round the border or fly The shackles will fall to the ground Released from the spell for a while Don't punish I made up this day Only two things to choose Either jail time or blues The latter choice must make you stronger Be it one state or more If you don't know the laws Sentence could stretch on forever The bright side of torture Is stories for days The skeletons out of the closet The music is soothing Inspiring to boot The slow-moving sweet 
dissonance The shackles will fall to the ground Released from the spell for a while So you said you're in town to finish uh, a new, finish the record. Um, how's the process been going? Uh, you're working with Connor Oberst, right, on it? We finished that record this summer. Okay. Um, Connor and Mike Mogus produced that, and we recorded out in Omaha Okay. at their awesome studio. How long did you get to spend time in Omaha for? For th- making that record? Yeah. Um, we finished it in two weeks. Okay. So the first week, my band from here was out there, and the second week was... Mixing, so it was a lot of kind of hands on deck to finish it that quickly. Yeah, it's really fast. But you know, you know, Mogus is a very busy man, and yes, so <laughs> he had the two week window, yeah. and, and you know, we kind of we came in really prepared. It's awesome. The band did, and then you know, and everyone worked their butts off to to make it happen. Uh, so and so this record we're finishing with a different producer. Is, okay. Uh, we did the basics here in New York, and then I moved to Omaha in okay. early September. Oh. And we, then I did some overdubs at, at the same studio, and I'm coming back to mix and master those sessions. So Permanent residence in Omaha or temporary residence? I, I, indefinite residence. Really? Yeah. What is it about Omaha that uh, has taken you out of New York City? Well, um, chance would have it that Connor, uh, one of our good friends was living at with Connor at his house and he moved out mm. with his girlfriend and bought a, another house so Connor and his wife invited me to live with them in their wonderful house with their sweet dogs and you know so yeah getting to you know having been playing with him for quite some time and working at the studio and it being affordable to live there yeah. and getting to make more music and do things like make more records and mm. participate in other records. And um, is the scene still, I mean, you know, from my college radio days, Omaha was like this mecca of scene. Does that type of support and community still exist there or is it, is it different or well, how would you describe it? I, I would, uh, yeah, I've been working at, uh, hearing a lot of local music and touring bands at this club that a lot of the guys in, the band Cursive own now called Olivers. Love Cursive. Yeah. One of my like all time favorites. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So that, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, the, I mean, so when you have a band that owns a bar, they have all, you know, yeah. they're so supportive. They yeah. have band, you know, touring bands and How's a lot of local system? bands. It sounds amazing in yeah. there. Oh man, that like, yeah. yeah. You should, I mean, next time you're in Omaha, no. come to Olivers. Well, no, I mean, it's, it's funny where like you see the difference between like, 
venues that like have like like it's fine yeah versus like the musician led one and they just have like all these crazy like amps and everything and every the just sounds yeah awesome yeah yeah that's the the pa there sounds great they don't have too much in the way of backline so they a lot yeah. of bands bring their own backline yeah. but so yeah that between olivers being a place where musicians can come and play bands can come and play and page turners which Oberst and our buddy Phil own mm. having less rock and roll, but having I just played there the other night. Mm-hmm. Um, so the scene is, I think, still it's kind of early for me to tell. I, you know, I wasn't there. Yeah, you know, when you say it was like, <laughs> I think it might have been their heyday, but yeah. I think there's there's still incredible. Oh, I don't think it's heyday. I think it's like it was such. It was more like a hey, if you want to be a musician and be surrounded by musicians, this place is cheap, it's got good support and everything. Yeah. Um, you know, and different cities over, like, the, the years, Montreal was, like, a hotbed for a long time, you know, there's just, like, so I'm kind of curious, you know, if that still is the uh, the case and it's still a supportive community. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I've, I've found a lot of support out there so far. Denton was another one, too. Yeah. Um, where Midlake came from, they're just, like, you know, these these towns that are just, like, not necessarily major cities, but where it is, you can make a living and live. Right, right. Yeah, it's it's great. And I just imagine it's it's kind of close to a lot of other, you know, maybe slightly bigger cities. There's St. Louis, your Minneapolis, Chicago's not too far. You can get to the East Coast and the West Coast within like two hours flying. So Which is it's kind of it's it makes a lot of sense, you know. For yeah. Artists who want to, like myself, who want to. So besides yeah. finishing the record, um, what's on the horizon? Uh, tour. Yeah, uh, playing some shows in town here i guess i don't know when this airs but i'm playing some you're playing in new york playing in new york yeah uh this week a couple of shows and then i'm going to europe in mid-january supporting a band from manchester and uh and then for two weeks and then another two weeks on my own and playing a couple of shows with the good life it's like my new favorite band and it's good nice. friends of mine and uh so that's i'll be in europe for a month mid-january to mid-february it's awesome yeah, I'm ner- I'm going up by myself, so uh, a little nervous, but I'm very excited. What well, an adventure, though! I know. I haven't I haven't even bought my plane ticket back. Oh. I don't oh. know. Oh, so I need to <laughs> maybe get a subletter in Omaha. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Um, and then and then the record that I did with with Connor and Mike Mogus comes out on Team Love Records in late March, so. You know, hopefully, doing some some tours around that. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, we're gonna make sure we have time for one more song. Okay. Um, but where can people find you? Get your music. Uh, make sure they get the new record. Learn all about you. Okay. Probably hit you up for an ensemble. Uh, <laughs> Hire you for some groovy bass playing. Yeah. Um, just miwilalupa dot com. Oh, uh, easy. Yeah, it's pretty. That wasn't taken. No, it wasn't taken. <laughs> okay. No. No. Uh, cool. So, what do you? Well, uh, what are you gonna take us out with? Um, this is a song that's pr- probably gonna, it definitely gonna be on the, the kind of mixtape called Beginner's Guide, and this is the title track to that one. Okay. Well, thanks for uh, tuning in. Uh, appreciate it. I hope all is well out there. We will be back next week with another episode of Snacky Tunes. Uh, take us out. All right. Can you hear the sound of the waves? I can hear it from here I think I made it Got another several weeks of this mayhem It's a rat city It's a 
luxury. Gonna call Kelly and ask her for a thousand bucks. She's a future woman on the twenty-dollar bill, naked, her breast exposed, just a little bit scared. While the Midwest looks, what will I be? Who will I be? Kiwi meat? Will I stay on fleek or flee back to the city? Got a couple of questions about the last ten odd years. First one: Was I there? Did we use the time we all had wisely? Did we squander it? Celebrating everything, posing, fearing loneliness, growing bitter, or working for upgrade status someday. Oh, what could it be? What neighborhood, a high rise with a view, or a cottage in the countryside? How to prepare for a major change? Start selling, packing weeks in advance. Would you cry, yawned last night, comforted by your courage? Would you notify a black Irish goodbye? We ain't playing. We leaving. Catch you on the flip side. Da 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 Had to drop the keys off, sweep into a dummy check. Paid my tab, square up with my bankroll friends. I get the feeling this is not unusual. Waving goodbye to the ghetto birds. Must be time for the show. First to compliment the millennials. It's your time to do the dance. Your tongue not up, and you say I do, I do. Send a shout out. All the freelance freaks doing Lord's work, making major moves. To the garbage men, to the barkeeps, to the up all nighters, the nine to fivers. How to prepare for a major change? Start selling, packing weeks in advance. Would you cry on your last night, comforted by your courage? Would you notify a black Irish goodbye? We ain't playing. We leaving. I'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archive programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes Store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions anytime at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 non-profit. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.